Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Use promo code PNF20 to save 20% off your jig order. Welcome to the Paddle and Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as an angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milton. Welcome back to Bass Fishing for Noobs on Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we're doing another host interview. we got one of our newest hosts, Mr. Dan Perry, coming on tonight. Welcome to Bass Fishing for Noobs, Dan. What's up, what's up? Uh, Thanks for having me. Happy to talk about some stuff and and throw the knowledge I do have out there, you know, that I've learned over the last 10 years of bass fishing and just fishing in general before that. Happy to give all that I can to anybody that's willing to listen. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to get to know you as a fisher, fisherman a little better. Uh, but uh, Dan's going to talk about, you know, some techniques he likes, some techniques that he wishes he would have learned sooner. And uh, like as a beginning bass fisherman. And so I, I think this, this turned out to be pretty cool. A lot of knowledge be thrown out here so what do you want to start with this dan um, i i think what kind of brought this about for me was whenever i went to back to college a few years ago and i fished for university of montebello and i actually whenever i was on there i, I was poor i went back to school with the gi bill and i had no money i, I was trying to figure out fishing the best i could this was like nine years ago ten years ago and I had been fishing for a few years before bass fishing before that, but I, I'm from the coast, so I've always fished saltwater. And yeah, uh, I actually Edwin Evers, he was saying, he was asking people if you have any questions, go ahead and ask me. And he actually answered one of my questions. He's got the video online, six rod and reel setups. And I think that was kind of the the start of a lot of people doing. Yeah, I don't want to say I started that, but I asked the question, and that was the first time I had ever seen six rod and reel setups, and he did that. So this is a little bit different than that because, to me, you can't do everything in six. Now, you you don't necessarily have to take all these with you. I, I put it into ten, and I try to think of to make things as versatile as possible so you can have a rod to do different things, and these are what I would do. I don't fish the Midwest, and I, I don't fish uh, up north on the Great Lakes, things like that a lot. So I did leave out a jerkbait. Because I, I know all these are arguable, and somebody's going to say, oh, you left that out, or you left that out. You know, th- these are my 10, the things I wish I would have known. These are 10 techniques you need to learn. You learn these, you can go and compete anywhere, except for a jerkbait. I would add that. That's one of my flaws. And I've learned to fish a spy bait instead of a, a jerk bait. I'm still getting better at it. But just that motion of, I don't know, that motion that you do, same way for a spook, it just doesn't come naturally for me, especially in a kayak. So that's one that I left out. And anybody can argue, like I said, you know, everybody has 10 things that they think are better or worse. These are mine. So you can't argue with that. They're mine. Yeah. But it's all, yeah, all about I, perspective. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm in I'm in Central Alabama, and I fish, and some of it's regional. Like I didn't put, uh, like I fished down in Florida for a few tournaments, and they're actually about to have a a big KBF down there this weekend. And I wish that, you know, one thing I didn't put on here is like a mag speedworm, but those are things. There's also going to be regional things that you can do that I didn't put on this list, but definitely fit into 
some of these setups. So there's some other things that you can add as much as you want. So it doesn't necessarily have to be these, but you can use these setups to get you there. But uh, yeah, let's go right into it. The the first one, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's not that I like to fish it. It's not necessarily my favorite technique. I didn't put it in number one because, woohoo, I want to pull it out and fish it and, and go slow all day. But you just cannot deny the Ned Rig. Actually, like a bait that I've thrown more than any other ones, probably caught the most fish on is a shaky head. And I kind of addressed that with a different one. But it's just the shaky head has almost come out of my lineup because the Ned Rig is so effective. The hookup ratio is so high that and anything will bite it. You can catch anything on it. And anybody that says, oh, I saw somebody today actually online somewhere said, I don't need to learn the Ned Rig because I don't fish for one pounders. You're wrong. I, I promise. I've cash checks, done really well in tournaments, just on a Ned Rig. Uh, I think I got seventh in the Alabama State Kayak Fishing Classic, and that was almost all on the Ned Rig. I mean, seventh is pretty good, but it was, uh, you know, I'll, the best people in the state. It was an invitational tournament. So first one's in the Ned Rig. And if anybody wants to instant, instant message me, I've actually put these on a spreadsheet because I want to be organized and be able to explain what I was talking about. So if there's somebody, uh, message me on Facebook, direct message me, and I can send you a spreadsheet if you want to look at it and make it a little bit easier for you rather than having to stop, rewind on this podcast. But yeah, the first one's a Ned Rig. And the weight that I use 90% of the time is just the regular... Z-Man Finesh Rooms, the weedless version. That's the one that I like. You can also rig, uh, you can go with the regular non-weedless and use kind of Texas rig it so the hook isn't exposed. But that weedless version, I don't have any problem with the, the little prongs. You just set them out, no problem. Uh, 90% of the time I use the 6th ounce. Now if I'm over 20 feet, which I don't fish that a whole lot, but if I were fishing really deep, i go up to the 5th ounce. Um, I use that on a seven foot medium light spinning rod and all my reels that I use, I buy a six, I, I use quantum smoke. That's what I like. The drag on it's great. Uh, I'm not sure why KVD left quantum cause I love those smokes personally, but the 2,500 size reel and this is just what I use. I'm sure you can go online. People like the 3000 series reel and they'll tell you 2,500 is crazy. That's what I like, but I won't buy it. It's gotten to the point where I won't buy a reel let a spinning reel unless it's a six speed so six one to one whatever that is above six or higher I, I don't go into the fives anymore just because i want to be able to catch up to them quicker and uh so i use right. a 12 pound I, I use a 12 pound braid i use sunline and uh connect it with an alberto knot uh ryan uh what brad he just did a video on it uh, you don't want to burn your knot so definitely <laughs> don't curse yeah. me like that <laughs> oh was that you? you you said ryan didn't you oh you but, yeah brian? i'm sorry brad yeah, brad my bad but, yeah he just did a video <laughs> on the alberto knot uh but yeah i i use six pound uh flora leader all my fluorocarbon i use cigar and bizx it's a i know it's a little bit more expensive but one thing that i've done i've kind of kept everything now to six eight fifteen and twenty so i can buy a bigger spool I don't use 12, I don't use 10, 17. I've kind of taken out all these other ones, and it does something else that makes your reels interchangeable. So if I'm out there and I have a spare reel and I've, I've got 20 pound on it, I can swap that reel to something else. So I've tried to streamline my fishing and my equipment to make it easier, to make it easier on me, to know what I've got, and just to make things more interchangeable. That's something that I've Going to a kayak, coming from the bass boat, you only have you can only carry so much stuff. So I've tried to streamline and be more versatile, use base air more versatile, so I can use them for multiple things. And the reels, and only using a few different kinds of line. That's one way that I've, one thing that I've done to make it easier for me. So, twelve pound braid, sunline, it's the best. Uh, to a six pound. Seagor and Bizx with Alberto knots, great, great knot. As long as you tie it right, shouldn't be a problem. And I, I just use the little Z-Man TRDs, the Deal. That one's my favorite. It's kind of, 
I don't know. It just kind of looks natural, somewhere in between shag green pumpkin. Uh, just a natural look. This time of year, whenever the water kind of gets under 60, with everything, I use green green pumpkin orange. Because I've been, I've been fishing with a guy before here in my area, and he was catching fish three to one over me. And we both had some kind of green pumpkin, but his had orange in it. So for me, I throw some kind of green pumpkin orange whenever I'm trying to imitate a crawfish this time of year. So the deal, black and blue and green pumpkin orange. I keep it to three colors. Like I said, I try. I have a lot of techniques that I can fish. But for me, I try to streamline what I use. So although I might have a lot of techniques, I keep each technique simple. So, yeah. And application i use this for any time i need a bite it's really it, it'll catch them i promise if if you haven't figured out the ned rig somebody you fished against if you fish tournaments is fishing one i i promise they just do catch fish and then uh something else that you can do with that same setup like i said earlier is a spy bait now a spy bait you want a little bit longer rod so a seven foot is a little bit short for it but you can still get away with it you want to make sure you have a long liter of fluoro at least 20 feet for the spy bait and so and that's just the way the spy bait dips down if you have a braid it sinks not quite as fast so you want to have a little bit longer liter so the bait can get down lower and uh yeah what exactly is a spy bait um oh i wish i had brought one with me it's just a a good (laughs) one i I use a lot of spro products Uh, like i said i try to keep my stuff pretty simple so i have a few baits i use in that spy bait I don't know, it's like a maybe four inches long, four or five, right in there. And um, it's got two little blades on each end and then a hook just past the front blade. So it's got a, the one that I use is the Spin John, the Spro one that just came out not too long ago. So it's got a swivel up front, a little blade, a treble hook, the body, and then another blade and then past that is a, another trouble hook so and what it does the way he made it is it just shimmies down so rather it rocks as it goes down so you want to fish it horizontally there's a few different ways you can move it but it shimmies and that's kind of the deal it's the same thing as almost like a jerk bait where it's something dying they can't tell what's going on with it and just that slow fall yeah it's just it works for okay. real Great bait. I, yeah. Yeah. I've, and, and, I've seen them before. I, I never knew what they were called. I always thought they were like a topwater bait, though, just looking at them. Yeah. They, they make like Devil's Horse. It kind of looks like the same thing where it's that topwater the, okay. with the two two blades on the front. But this one, it it's a slow sinker. Yeah. Yeah. Great bait. And definitely something that's a trend, a trending boat, trending bait. I try not to get too crazy with new trends but a spy bait that's one that's really picked up in the last couple of years and it it's effective for sure clear what mostly clear water you don't want you're not fishing it in stained dirty water or anything like that all right so i start off with some finesse stuff because they're not the funnest i wanted to get them out of the way first uh the second one's a wacky rig if you've josh stewart was just on your show right yeah yeah that he's you know if you look at what he's done, and a lot of it has been with the wacky rig. It's one of those things. Watch David Dudley. Watch. There's so many pros, especially David Dudley. I think he's the one that kind of really sunk it into me that that wacky rig, it, it'll catch him. Same way as a Ned rig. And it's different. You, For me, a wacky rig is more, it's either suspended fish or I'm targeting something. Like if I'm throwing at a dock, throwing at a laydown. You don't want to get too far in there, but just it's sinking super slow. It just drives them crazy, and it will absolutely catch fish. So wacky rig and uh, something specific that I use. I use the Trocar Wacky Weedless Wide Gap Hooks. It's got two little plastic weed guards. I don't hang up with it, and they're super soft. I don't know what they're made out of. It's not mono. It might be mono, but they're black. You just get a little O-ring, put it on a five-inch Senko, and you can get a little O-ring tool. It's it just slips over the slips over your Senko. Uh, the ring, it's a little black O-ring that goes on the bait right in the middle, somewhere around the egg sac, and you put that hook through there. It doesn't hang up. It's super weedless. 
Uh, yeah, and you can hoss them out of there. You know, if you get them in docks or something, I, I usually don't break off or anything too much. But I use a seven foot medium spinning rod, and that's again what is I use twenty five hundred size spinning reel, six speed or better. And I also use that instead of six pound fluoro, I use a twelve pound braid to eight pound fluoro. And I use a five cents five inch Yamamoto Senko. It's the best young yum dinger. You know, everybody has their own stick bait like that. The gambler eight uh ace, that's a good one. There's striking, they have the Ocho. That there's uh, everybody has their own Yamamoto. It's the best. It's most expensive because it is the best, but you can get away with some other ones too that are good. And my colors, like listen to Roland Martin. Don't listen to me. He says he's he even knows the number of it. But that green pumpkin, I throw the green pumpkin or I throw black and blue, and that's just depend on water c- clarity. I keep it down to two. You can get crazy, fish a bunch of other ones, but those have been the most effective for for me and a lot of people. Uh, and that's another one. It's more, I throw it more at targets or suspended fish, but it's one of those baits. If you need a bite, I'm usually not going to start off with a Senko and it skips really well too. That's man. It's a fun, just a fun one to fish, especially around docks, skipping it in there. And, uh, so a variation of that, that you can also use with that same setup is a Nico rig. And what that is, it's, what I use is a Z-Man bang stick and they have little shroom weights that you can put in the end. And because it's got that super strong elastic, the weight doesn't come out of the end of it. So it works really well. And that just makes it sink faster rather than a wacky rig going real slow. The Nico rig is a little more, you can fish it almost like a shaky head because one end of it's going to sit down and you pop it up. But if you're throwing around targets and you need to move faster, or maybe they're a little bit deeper, swapping out from a regular Senko to going to like a bang stick and fishing with the weight as a Nico rig, that's a great technique too. So it's a double, it does two things. And I use same thing with the TRDs. For the Ned rigs, I use same colors. It's either the deal or black and blue, really. So that's two. Those will catch fish. If you don't learn any other ones and you just start with those two, I promise you will catch fish. They may not be always the biggest fish, but if you want to just go out and have fun, bring those two baits with you, that's the deal. And whenever it gets really tough, not only the the Ned rig on bottom, but I think one thing that a lot of people, especially newer people and anybody, because you're fishing fast, you're not thinking about it, sometimes fall rate is the big deal is if you go on a bluff wall and just that Senko moving slow, the fall rate of things moving. So whether it's flipping a jig, using different weights of jigs, whether it's moving fast or moving slow, the fall rate can be everything, which seems crazy, but it is. I I don't know why. I'm not a fish. I I have no idea why, but the fall rate can be the deal sometimes. I've still never caught a fish on a wacky rig or Nico rig. It's something I probably need to work on in 2020. That's that's one of those ones where you don't always want to fish it. It's not always necessarily a big fish bait, but it'll catch them. If you just need a fish, pull out that wacky rig. Just start going around docks, going around targets, bluff walls, you know, something steep, wacky rig. And Josh Stewart, I mean, who knows how much money that guy's won on a wacky rig, so, yeah. The third one. Yeah, he was saying and he was done with it till springtime. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not he's, something he's I'm on a kayak kick right now. Is he? Yeah. A, a lot of times fish more relate to the bottom in the winter whenever it gets cold. So a wacky rig wouldn't necessarily be the best because they're sitting on bottom and you want to get down there. But an eco rig could be. Uh next, and this is kind of ending the finesse stuff, I swear. Is a drop shot. <laughs> Yeah, that's Aaron Martin's deal. He's the king of it. And uh, I, one thing, and I just posted this on the Paddle and Fin, so if you're on Facebook, you can go back and scroll back a little bit. What made drop shotting a whole lot easier for me is using that, I'm going to say this wrong, Gamakatsu. I think that's right. I usually mess that up. But the uh, <laughs> Gamakatsu, Gamakatsu spin shot hook, and uh, it's actually got like a little, you tie onto the top, it's like a swivel, a hook, 
and then another little thing below for your weight. So you tie a regular knot onto that, onto the swivel. Then you have a hook, and then below that, you just tie a little overhand knot, you know, the first loop on your shoestrings, and you hook that into the, it's like a little, it cinches down into it rather than tying a knot. So you cinch that down in there and just start with a, a leader length. I usually use eight pound line. And then at the bottom, a good weight to start out with is three sixteenth. I throw quarter a lot. I don't know why I like like to throw such a heavy weight and get down there real quick. But the three sixteenth is a great weight to start. Now you want to use a ball weight if it's you're around rocky stuff and more of a cylindrical, longer weight through grass because it kind of drags through there a little bit better. You can't throw it in super heavy grass, but the light stuff, submerged grass, just super light, sparse stuff, you can get that uh, cylindrical weight through there. But I usually throw the ball one like 90% of the time. So I use a 7'2 medium spinning rod. I actually have a new Enigma rod, not on Enigma's Pro Team or anything like that. It's actually a good rod for $109. If you're new and you're looking for a good drop shot rod, it's not the lightest, not the most sensitive, but for $109, it's definitely well worth the money. I'll, I mean, I, I've got probably 30 rods and reels, unfortunately. it's I've got a problem, but I need a new one. <laughs> and, and, and that's a legit, decent rod for the money, $109. I'd tell that to anybody. But uh, also this 2500 six-speed uh, six reel, that's why I like. And that's 12-pound braid, 8-pound fluoro. And that's line to the 8-pound fluoro to the hook to the swivel and then eight pound line beneath it to the weight. So you can use same leader. You just cut in the summer. I'll use about a foot and a half, maybe two feet. And then in the winter, only six inches, something shorter. So yeah, that's super easy. And a uh, robo worm, just get the, a robo worm, the fat straight tail uh, or strike King dream shot. Those two I've had the most success with. Uh, again, Yamamoto sells some shad shape worm. There's tons of different brands, whatever brand you like. They, they sell some kind of really good drop shot, uh, worm. So you can use that. Those two, the robo worm, fat straight tail worm and Martin's madness and the striking dream shot and KVD magic. Those are my two go-tos a little juice right there. That's, that's the best I've found. Really, any of those pinks, the pinks work really well. I don't know why I don't throw pink in anything else, but the pinks in a drop shot, they work, especially whenever the water is clear. Something a little bit darker whenever mm. it's, the water is a little bit stained. You don't, it's not like a dirty water bait because they can't see it and they can't hear it, so you don't want to throw it in dirty water. And then, so pinks and purples, those are good. And as uh, you can fish at any time of year, just change up your leader length, depending on what time of year. Uh, works good for suspended fish too so i don't have anything like it's not going to be the most versatile setup but a drop shot you can watch greg blanchard i mean dude kills with a you know the drop shot all the time it's it's a proven fish catcher again it's not going to catch the biggest fish all the time but it'll get them whenever you need a bite sweet yeah that's another thing that i haven't tried that it 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 seems like I kind of went backwards a little bit because a lot of these techniques that people say, you know, you should pretty much start out with, uh, I'm just now getting into them. I started out with a jig and, uh, you know, I, I tried a crankbait. I've never had much luck out of a crankbait, but, uh, yeah, I, I've never, like, I've rarely ever Texas rigged a worm or anything like that. Uh, uh, at, at Texas Rig, the good thing about that is it's weedless. Like, uh, I'll go up to Tennessee River. You're not too far from there, like Pickwick. And if you're out deep, if you're throwing in brush piles, Texas Rig's good for that. But it's it's like everything has its place, and you get caught up on one thing. It's not necessarily bad because you're getting better at it. But sometimes you got to put those things that you love. Like, I love throwing a 3 8 finesse jig. Same way it would swindle. That's my deal. If I there's a couple things, and that's what like the balling out or the booyah finance jig, and I'll get to that. But if it's rocky and I've got that three eighths round ball jig with like a Strike King Rage Mess on it, I know if that's the bite and that's the deal right then, I know I'm gonna catch them because I just have all the confidence in the world. Now, drop shot, 
I'm still pretty good at. I'm not great. Wacky rig, pretty good. Ned rig, I have mastered that dang thing because I've just caught so many fish with it. But the, um, yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to trying to get it down. I've caught like two fish off the Ned rig so far. One of them being my personal best smallmouth, which isn't that big, but you know I was excited about it. Still, but, heck yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to incorporate it a little more. Yeah. Well, I'll send you a spreadsheet too. You can check it out. <laughs> well, whenever you get, man, just, and really, I know they say, you know, what is it? You got to spend 10,000 hours doing something to be a master at it, but just go out there and just convince yourself. I'm only going to bring three rods this time. And that's, I know I'm, I can't pick up something that I love to throw because I've only brought these three. So yeah, you just got to go out there and throw it and get confidence in it. And once you do, you, you'll like it. You'll get better at it, and then it's all about confidence. So the the fourth one, and I'll try not to go too slow here, is the, uh, and the, I put a couple, three different things on here. It's a pretty much a light crankbait slash square bill rod. So, uh, like I said, I use Spro products I'm, for crankbaits. I'm not sponsored or anything, but the Spro Fat John 60, a little, the little John 50 and the little John MD. Most of the time I'm throwing the fat John 60 and the little John MD and I'll swap up and here's something that I do. And I don't see many people do it. I use the Norman fast clips. So if you have a rod and it only has, and you're going to use that same rod for a few different crankbaits, like in this case, I can put a couple different rods, uh, baits on my deck and I can swap out depend on depth, but I take off the, the split ring on the crankbait and I just use those Norman fast clips so I can swap them out real quick without having to retie. So you can do that with different color baits. Like let's say, you know, that color you're throwing something for dirtier water and the water's gotten a little bit clearer, or you want to go to a different crankbait at a different depth. As long as they all fit within that same line and that same rod, then you can just take those Norman clips and just swap out real quick. It just makes it a lot easier without having to retie. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. And I use, um, so these are going to be between one and eight feet. That little John MD will go about eight feet if you're lucky. And the Spro Fat John 60, not a lot of people throw that. And that bait will absolutely catch a monster. The 50 is great, but that Fat John 60, I don't know if it's a little bit bigger size, but Ooh, <laughs> that's a, that's a big fish bait for sure. And, uh, and it's great to throw, especially pre-spawn, spawn in that time frame, post-spawn. That's that's a good one. Um, I use a seven-foot medium. You want to ha- let it have a little bit more give to it, so that they get they eat it real good, and you're not pulling the hooks out of their mouth. Uh, seven-speed bait caster. So I use a, again, I use Quantum Smokes. I think it's a seven one-to-one. Now this is the thing. If you want to throw different baits on it, this one gets a little bit weird. If if I were only going to throw a square bill on it, I would use 20-pound fluoro. If I was going to use both, because you need to have a little bit lighter line to get that little John MD to get down further, it would probably be best on like a 12. So if you throw a 15 that's somewhere in the middle, you might lose a square bill every now and then. You might break one off, but, uh, but yeah. So I, I would go with 15 if I were trying to do multiple things on that one rod. And the colors I throw are just shad, bluegill, and craw colors. Kind of the two big ones for me would be cellmate and chartreuse black back. I like that, the cellmate and just regular water. And they have a translucent colors like a spooky shad are good and super clear. Um, the cellmate like to throw out in like regular, just, just normal looking water. And then chartreuse black back whenever it gets real dirty or stained water. Uh, and you can throw that thing any time of the year, really. There's no bad time to throw a square bill and or the six-foot crank. Maybe the summer wouldn't be the best, but the rest of the time of year would be fine. And like I said, those Norman fast clips, that's definitely something I would look at using. I've never lost a fish on them. I know people talk bad about them. Fish, pl- fished them plenty and never lost one yet. So, yeah, I don't know. Great bait, so And you can use any, you know, BX Brat, Bob Rapala. That's a great bait. Um, DTs, there's just so many great square bills that you can use. You can, you know, it doesn't have to be a spro because those are a little bit more expensive. I don't, I don't lose a whole lot of them. So, and 
they're pretty durable, so they last a long time. So I don't mind paying a little bit more because I know they're going to last. I'm not going to break the bill off or they're not right. just, yeah, it's not going to be a crap bait. Uh, next is a buzz bait. That is another big fish bait, and it's probably the funnest bait to fish on this whole list. Uh, Jig Masters, one of our sponsors, they sell a signature buzz bait. And that one's good. And the other two that I use are the Mega Strike Capitron, old school. It works. And the Greenfish Tackle Toad Toter. So I've kind of gotten to the point to where I'll only throw a Zoom Horny Toad on them. I, I take the whole trailer off. I put that Horny Toad on there. Put a little bit of super glue. That's the only way I do it. And the only time I use a Cavitron, usually around just open water, super light grass, and I'll throw that toad toter around. It's got a little uh, thicker wire, so I use that around heavy cover. But yeah, if you want to catch some big fish, that's the deal. I uh, can't catch them have, in the winter. Yeah. Have you tried any of Jay Randall's buzz baits yet? No, I haven't yet. I, I keep asking him, send me some. I wish that he would. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. I haven't used it myself, but when we were at Del Hollow, um, Josh Eldridge was using one, and I was looking at it, and it's really cool. Where where most buzz baits just have like that one blade that goes around. This one has like a inner blade and an outer blade, and I I just thought it was really cool. It's got like that like two blades that are like yeah counter yeah. counter sunk or whatever that is cool i've seen yeah. them on on the website what what is it uh what what's the name of the company mob is, uh, man if you yeah, yeah fish sorry. mob fish, fish mob, mob there you go yeah I'm, i've got to give them send me some i want to try them out because I, I saw that too and that looked cool to me and that's nothing that i throw I, I keep it pretty simple but if they work better i'll definitely throw them and the the only thing i really do with them is there's a little uh Oh, Lord. A rivet that after the blade, there's a rivet, and then the wire will turn down. Just crimp that the rivet on there. It just it makes that blade sit against rivet and just squeak a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Some people will get crazy, and they'll throw it on their antenna. That was old school, and they drive around all the time, so it just wears more, and it gets a better squeak. But just yeah, crimp I've heard down people that. like scratching it up and stuff yeah. to try to get the squeak yeah people get crazy so i i don't know all those tricks <laughs> I, I keep it pretty simple but the but that's the only thing i do i just cramp down that rivet uh and i throw that on what i put here seven foot heavy i, I throw it three eighths 90 percent, almost all the time uh, if i were throwing over some really super heavy grass maybe i'd go quarter or it, you could go half to i haven't found a situation where i would need that but yeah might be good for something but seven foot heavy and this is arguable i mean you can use different rods for it that's what i use uh, avid ducket micro magic that i use for it again seven speed bait caster you don't want it to go too fast but you want to be able to catch up with them and not give them time to to get off there it's you know like swindle says it's a pencil sharpener don't mess around you catch my uh, a buzz bait get them in the boat as quick as possible and uh for this one, I use just straight 20-pound mono. That's worked for me. It's got, because I use a heavy rod, that mono has a little bit more stretch, so it lets them get it just a little bit more. Because I was using braid, especially over heavy cover, and I kept losing them. I went to mono, and my hookup ratio increased. So that's why I throw mono. And, and I use a Zoom Horny Toad. The colors are black, white, or some kind of bluegill color. That's all you need, really. You can throw something else, but why carry a bunch of different colors whenever those work great? And that's kind of the spring. spring yeah, spring to late fall, great bait. And if you don't, if you want to go something lighter, maybe the grass is too heavy, you cut off the buzz bait and just go swimming toad. Just use that same tour toad or whatever kind of swimming toad you like. And I use a zoom horny toad, so I just put a frog hook on there and throw that out instead so you have a twofer on that rod that's cool uh next buzz bait it's the craze it's sweeping the nation jody queen just won 20 grand on it obviously it's you know it is a big fish bait it'll catch them people are cashing checks all the time 
And that's not something that I'm especially good at and something that I'm trying to get good at because just hearing everybody doing so well on the chatterbait, you just, you have to throw it. It seems like if you're not throwing a chatterbait nowadays, you're a fool because so many people are winning so much money on it. It just works. And I hate to say it, but from everything I've heard, the jackhammer's the best. I haven't been able to tell the difference. I've thrown some. Again, I'm not the best with the chatterbait, but everybody swears by the jackhammer, so I'll go with that too. Uh, Three-eighths or half ounce. And the big one on that one, I know Jody Queen doesn't, but a lot of people like Brad Height, who's the inventor, one of the two guys with Marizo Shimizu, the, the two guys who invented the jackhammer, they use a, a glass rod. So I, I personally use a Halo Twilight. Uh, it's actually not a Twilight. It's just a Halo cranking rod. A 7.2 or 7.4, that seems kind of the right rod. Glass rod, fiberglass for sure. And a 7-speed baitcaster, 17 to 20-pound fluoro. Those kind of seem the deal. Um, I also use this rod as my lipless crankbait rod. It's a little heavy for that, but it's good for ripping through the grass. So if I were going to use both for this rod, I would stay 17. If I were just going to throw a chatterbait, I would go 20. And great trailers for at Yamamoto Zako, or Zico, however you say it, Z-Man Razor Shad, and the Reaction Innovation Skinny Dipper. That's what I, I use a lot. I use that for a lot of things. That's one of those versatile baits that I keep in the boat. Uh, black. Some kind of black color, shad, or a bluegill imitation. Bluegill, for me, I, I use bluegill around the spawn. I think fish are just looking for a bigger bite, a lot of protein. So if it's a spawn, anything I'm throwing is usually in some kind of bluegill color. It's just my thing. People do it different, but that's what I like around the spawn, pre-spawn, post-spawn. And you can throw it anytime. Just vary your speed, whether it's cold or warm. And again, that the other thing that you can do with that rod is a lipless crank. Quarter ounce, half ounce. Half ounce is kind of the deal. 90% of the time, that's why I throw. Or a three-fourths if it's real deep submerged grass, that kind of 10-foot range. But yeah, lipless crank, that's a killer. Striking, you know, the red-eyed shad. I'm here in Alabama, and my mother and father-in-law live on Lay Lake, like 100 yards from where KVD won a half million dollars in Beeswax Creek, throwing a red-eyed shad. Like, I... We sat there and listened to him winning a half million dollars behind the bridge. Everybody was rooting, watching him on the bridge. So that was, you know, once that happened, the craze of the red-eyed shad started, and I had to have all of them I could. So I threw that religiously for like a year. So for a year, I don't think I put a red-eyed shad down. It was like, that man catch make a half million dollars. I'm going to throw one, too. It doesn't work all year, yeah. but it's a it's a great bait, especially like in the spring and in the fall. And whenever they're on shad, those that's the best time to get on it. Yeah. So chatterbait, lipless crank, you can put both those on there. And so that was one, two, three, four, five, six, number seven, finesse jig. That's like one of my favorite if like I said earlier, if I can catch them off an S jig, I know I'm I'm going to be in the money probably. And I've kind of settled on either the and Jig Masters doesn't have one yet. I'm talking to them. I hope they do make one for too long. But just the Booyah Finance jig or the Buckeye Lures Balling Out jig. That's one Swindle uses that he designed. And for me, the secret to that bait is the vertical line tie. I don't like a horizontal line tie. Same way with shaky heads. Maybe that's just a me thing. But that vertical line tie seems to come through rocks better. And sometimes it protects the the knot a little bit better from hitting on rocks. That's what I found. So vertical line tie, to me, that's the... You can use any brand you want as long as it's got that right line tie on there. Um, and three-eighths, that's my jam. That's what I'm throwing all the time. Half ounce, if it's... Like more than 10 feet, probably seven foot medium heavy, just your regular old rod, seven feet, seven speed bait caster, 15 pound cigar and bizx. Can't go wrong there. 15 pounds, like you can go up 17 if you want, but 15 is a good number. Like I said, I try to keep all my stuff real uh, streamlined and one or two different uh, line sizes if I can. And that Strike King Rage Menace, 
anytime the water is warm, it's the deal. I don't know why. I haven't tried the big one yet. They just came out with the big one. Now, I don't try the baby one because I don't really have anything I'd use with that. But they have a Magnum now. And, you know, Magnum seems like it'd be even better, you know. But the, uh, I've used the regular one for so long. And whenever the water is cold, I like a Missile Baits Baby D-Bomb. It just has doesn't really have any action. It doesn't have that super strong kick in action. Just a good bait. Natural Greens. If you listen to Swindle, he's. I'm not trying to rehash everything he said in uh, Bass, uh, Bass University. Browns, brown or black. That's his jam. Any kind of natural green, brown, black, somewhere in there. That's good. Good colors. Natural. You're trying to imitate crawfish, whatever works in your area that you found. Uh, it's good on rocks, wood. It's okay, but mostly rocks. You can use it all year long. It's a four season bait, and uh. Another thing that you can do with that same rod is a single swim bait. I personally use the Reaction Innovation Skinny Dipper with a quarter-ounce spring-lock weighted swim bait hook. Again, I, I know I'm throwing a whole lot of stuff out here, a lot of rods, setups, line, baits. Holler at me. I, I can get you a spreadsheet. It's nothing fancy, but it'll explain everything that I'm saying it if you want it. Just DM me. So a uh, single swim bait, Reaction Innovation Skinny Dipper on a quarter-ounce spring-lock weighted swim bait hook. It's just good, just a good, slow-moving, nothing crazy swim bait. It's five inches, so it's not like a little Kytec 3.8. It's a good-sized bait, great around grass, just a good good presentation that doesn't have a lot of flash to it, just something simple, whenever the fish are a little bit more finicky. And for that, just kind of a sweeping hook set. I haven't really talked about hook sets, but you can find all that stuff online. Uh, but yeah, that's, I've caught a lot of fish on that too. So that's a great dual purpose rod. And the next one is my favorite bait. Actually the, this one and the next one, all, all three of them jigs, jig, jig, jig. You said you like jigs. I'm jigs. Oh, yeah. All the, yeah. If I can catch more jig, I'm gonna throw a jig because it catches fish. A lot of times it'll catch big ones. It's a fun way to fish. I just love jigs, but for me, a swim jig is the deal. And I do something that not many other people do. I will throw it all year long, especially in the winter. Nobody else is throwing it. Whenever the grass dies, if you throw a swim jig, just slow roll it on grass. Like you get this kind of matted grass and just throw it all around it and just almost dead sticking it. Just throwing it dead slow. Uh, it, it'll, uh, especially here in Alabama, it will absolutely catch some fish. And I, I think it's just something nobody else is doing that time of year. So a swim jig, slow roll around grass in the winter, Dan tip right there. So swim jig, jig master. So now signature. everybody's going to be doing it. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be all right. Well, the chance of us fishing on same day, same, same tournament, eh. It's same trailer, same everything. You never, you, you never know. Your competitors yeah. might be listening. That'd be all right. Well, they, they just have to <laughs> give me a little cut. Just just break me <laughs> off a few dollars. It'd be all right. So uh, a couple that I put are the Jigmaster's signature swinging swim jig. That's if you want to put a swim bait back behind it like a Kytec. Um, the one that I use a lot is the Dirty Jigs Coos and Whenever you look in the description, it'll say Coosa River design. That's a good one. Now, if you're around super heavy color down Florida, stuff like that, that real thick stuff, the No Jack swim jig, that one's good too. It's got a monster hook on it. So most of the time I'm throwing at three eights. Quarter can be good too if you're trying to keep it up higher in the zone. And a quarter ounce if the water, the grass is a little bit deeper and you're trying to get down there. And this is a big debate. People will say, like uh, Bill Lowen, he's a big swim jig guy. And I've used some of his swim jigs, and I don't like them. Like, he made one by Davis Bates, which is a local company here. I'm sorry. I I'm not trying to talk bad about a company, but I did not like that jig. Like, the, the trailer always got caught up in, like, the skirt always got caught up in the weed guard. I didn't like that bait. Again, I'm not trying to talk bad about Bill Lowen. Not that he's ever going to watch this, but he likes a, <laughs> like a he likes like a seven six heavy. I've settled on a seven three medium heavy. 
and I throw a swim jig a lot. So I'm not saying take my word for it, but I put the time in to know that that's my deal. I like a medium heavy because I can still skip it. It's not so long that in a kayak I can still get it around targets and and be real accurate my, with my cast. So 7.3 is kind of, it's not too short to where you can't get a good hook set because they're usually in the grass, so you got to hoss them out. And not so long that you can't get accurate with your cast. So 7.3 medium heavy. Be damned what Bill Lowen says. Seven speed bait casters, 50 pound braid. You can throw 65, but why throw 65? I've never understood that. I have never broken a fish, knock on wood. I've never broken a fish off 50 pound braid. So I don't know why I would want to throw something heavier. Even punching, I throw 50 pound. It works. It's great. Uh, reaction do, innovations. Do you run straight braid? Yes, straight braid. Swim jig, straight braid. You know, I've used fluorocarbon before, like on lakes that are, you know, clearer lakes, things like that. But usually whenever I'm throwing it, I'm up in the junk. Like I'm up in the grass and things like that. So the braid doesn't really matter. And the, um, so whenever the water's a little bit colder, I like a reaction elevation spicy beaver. It's got a great kick in action, not too fast. But whenever the water warms up, get that striking rage menace. Put that on there. I promise it works. Uh, black shad, bluegill imitation around the spawn. I'm throwing that bluegill, especially sungill from Reaction Innovations. Ooh, it's a beautiful thing. And any time of the year, like I said, and something else, kind of Russ Lane said this tip recently, a swimming toad trailer. Never done that. Just saying. He put that out there on Facebook that a swimming toad, you can put that on the back of a swim jig. I'm guessing it keeps it up in the water column a little bit more. And uh, something else that you can also do with this rod would be a frog. So you can have your swim jig slash frog rod. That'd be good. And one other thing, if you're looking for a video on it, it's not mine, not paddling fins, but watch Randy Howe's Power Swimming a Jig on a swim jig. Watch that video. Do it like he says you'll catch fish. That's the best video out there on how to give it that pulse in action. It keeps it up in the strike zone, up in the water column. It flares the, the skirt just right. And that's another reason that you need the braid because it keeps it up a little bit higher. So Randy Howell, YouTube video, power swimming a jig. Watch that. You'll know what. Yeah, I, might have to, I might have to check that out because swim jig is one that I've never really had much luck with. I'm usually throwing a football or a flipping jig. Yeah. And and that's one of those, like, don't, it's it's not a, a regular jig hook set. It's, you just pull into them, let the rod load up, let it do it. You know, you're kind of just reeling into them. If they don't have it, you'll never feel them. But if you have them, just give it a reel, a reel or two, and then just lean into them. It's not like that cracking a whip kind of, you know, flipping yeah. jig deal. Yeah. That's, you'll get a higher hookup ratio if you do it that way. So the last, uh, lap, one of the last two, flipping jig. You know all about that. Flipping a jig, big fish bait. You can look at guys like Randall Tharp, Matt Heron, guys that just target big fish, have made their money flipping a jig. Brandon Medlock down in Okeechobee, that dude is an absolute. Don't fish against him on Okeechobee. His dad actually invented a two-weed guard flipping jig. I mean, people like that, they know that a flipping jig is the deal. It it just is. I don't know why. It gets you back in the cover, especially if the fish are a little bit finicky. You can't figure them out. Whenever things get tough, fish, their strike zone. Think about whenever things get tough in a day. Let's say your post frontal, it just rained yesterday. Today, bluebirds, guys, gotten really tough. You got to figure out what to do. Think about the fish, their strike zone has gotten smaller. So you have to get the bait closer. So doing something like punching or flipping a jig or getting getting where they're at. They're not out roaming around looking for food. They're in their house. They're hanging out, waiting for it to tomorrow, whenever the weather gets a little bit better. That high pressure is what turns them off. So getting in there because their strike zone is so small, that's what a, the power of a jig, power of a flipping jig, power of punching, power of a frog things like that where you're going to their home rather than fishing on the outside and letting them come to you you're going to them and that's what a flipping jig can do so three eighths or half watch greg hackney stuff he's the man that's another one uh, 
hack attack jig and all that. Three quarters, he uses that during a spawn. I've never done that, so, but that's a fall rate deal. Uh, 7.2 to a 7.6 heavy, somewhere in there. Heavy, extra heavy, medium heavy. Everybody has their own thing with that. Seven or eight speed reel, something real fast because you're in close, close quarters combat. You want to catch up to them real quick. 20 pound fluoro. Some people use braid. If you know you're only going to be doing mega, super nasty flipping, then that tw- that braid, 50 pound braid, 65, something like that, be fine. But 20 pound fluoros are good rule of thumb trailers there's a thousand of them i like the react again the reaction innovation spicy beaver or the striking rage chunk missile baits d-bomb that's another good one there's a thousand of them out there just pick one that you like natural colors you know something's it you can go crazy with trailers it can have a lot of action no action depend on the how the fish are acting time of year colors Go, go wild with that. See whatever you like. Get something chartreuse. Who knows? They'll bite it. And uh, so, yeah. And other things that you can do with that setup is Texas rig or a tube. If you're up north, I don't throw a tube, but a tube would be a great one on that one, too. Flipping a tube. Great, great during spawn. Gambler sells one that I know Randall Tharp swears by. So, yep. That's a good one. And the last one is topwater. Got to have a topwater. Uh, Buzzbait will do it. But a topwater with either a spook, a whopper plopper, or a pop bar. Pop bar you're going to use around cover. So I want to throw two a tree. I want to go throw two a lay down. That's whenever you want a pop bar because it it stays right there by what you're trying to get. You're not you're trying yeah. to move it in real small, uh, like a real small area. You're trying to move the bait around rather than big open water moving it from one place to the other. So. Spook, that, that's just a killer anywhere. Uh, whopper plopper, pop R, six, six to seven, medium. You want something with some flex so they get it real good. The length, that's determined, you know, whatever you like. Uh, seven speed bait caster, 20 pound mono. Again, that's why I use, I prefer that to braid. Some people use some of both, you know, a liter. That, you, you can go either way on that one, depending on what you like. Colors, white or black save your money that you know maybe you can go translucent if the water's super clear you can get a real super see-through kind of spook or a whopper plopper but besides that 99 percent of the time save your money get white or black same way with frogs save your money spend it somewhere else and uh it's best in the fall that's a great time but you can work it uh, really a top water is good anytime except for the dead of winter so Especially the fall, though. Big killer in the fall. But yeah, that's it. Just a couple of them I didn't say. Jerk bait, like I said earlier. Football jig slash big shaky head. Texas rigs. I mean, you could think of a thousand different things. These are the ten that I said I thought about and, and said to myself, if I knew all these ten, I know I can go and compete anywhere with these ten baits, and that's why I picked them, so... Hopefully they'll help y'all out. If you have any questions about them, please ask. Happy to answer any questions I can. And yeah, that don't mind giving out the information as long as you're not fishing against me. We're cool. <laughs> yeah, man, that that was awesome. You you really uh, you really did your homework for this. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a whole spreadsheet. You, you made man. my job really easy. I, I didn't have to do a whole lot here. You know, I, I'm just sitting here listening. You know, I, whenever I was asked to be a paddling, uh, excuse me, a paddling fin host, man, I, I love this stuff. I, I love talking about fishing, and it's taken me so long to figure all this out. What kind of baits, what colors, time of year, line, rods, reels, all this, like going through buying garbage reels, garbage baits, spending all that money. I know that these work. I know, and I'm not sponsored by any of these. We have a couple of them. Jig Masters, uh, Flash, uh, and Jay Randall's company, Fish Mob. I'm sorry, yeah. Flash Mob. Good, yeah. I'm <laughs> Flash, mob. Flash Mob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, God, Fish Mob lures. Uh, those yeah, are the man, only uh, other hammer yeah. lures. Yeah, yeah, I de- We definitely stand behind those. And if you buy any of those, they'll do great. But all these other ones, we're not sponsored. I know that they work through trial and error and, and 
and like just to emphasize what you're saying, like you're not saying like, oh, if it's a flipping jig, you better go out and get you a a jig master jig. Which, me personally, sponsored or not, after using theirs, best flipping jig on the market in my opinion. But you know, if you got a, a different brand that you prefer or or like, or you just want to buy one at a store instead of waiting on shipping to get to you, pick one up, then, you know, that's your choice. But still, flipping flipping jig, like, in the, that's just the example I'm using for that. Yeah. I mean, we, we stand behind them. They're good people. They, you know, we promote the people that promote us, that stand by us, and, and we know that they sell good products. But any of these other brands are good, too. Just, you know, use whatever you want. We hope you use one of our sponsors if you don't there's plenty of other good ones out there yeah yep. yeah that's, that's pretty, pretty much what i was trying to get across oh yeah oh yeah that's right but yeah man that's all i got but i'm yeah. worn out <laughs> i bet you've been talking for like an hour I, yeah I'm, I'm sorry I'm, i feel kind of bad I was jacked up to do this i'm man i finally <laughs> somebody cares what i throw Listen to me. Finally, <laughs> somebody is going to listen to what I have to say. Check this See, out. Now you're, now you're going to have to come up with the next 10, and we'll have to bring you back on here sometime. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I have to figure out how to throw some more stuff, because this is this is most of my... I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I throw a lot of different stuff, but I would say 75%, 80% of the time, this is what I throw. Yeah. I, if I were smart, I would get rid of the other hey, stuff. That... Just get better at these, especially at chatterbait. Oh, that's a killer! Man, that you got a lot more techniques in that ten than than I use. I, man, I have a hard time getting away from the jig. I've, I've been trying here lately. I've, I got me some kitex. I've been throwing kitex. I've been trying to work a jerk bait. After talking to uh, Aaron Steiger about it, yeah. uh, I've been trying to throw Ned Rig more. I I have here lately. I haven't really tried the chatterbait, but I have tried to integrate that in there. I, I'm just a slow learner, I guess. I guess that's my problem. I, no, that's I have a hard yeah. time picking up on the stuff. It's you know. It's tough sometimes because you want to go out there and you, you know, how many days do we all have to go out and fish? You get out there, you don't want to throw some garbage that you've never caught anything on. But if you want to get better, you yes. gotta convince you gotta convince yourself to to at least take one, throw it until you catch a fish, and try to go to a place that has some fish. If if you're going, you know, I'm not going to go to the toughest angle, a public lake around here, like right by my house. We have Oak Mountain State Park. You better not try to catch fish in that dang lake because you might catch one if you're lucky, but I'm not going there to test a new lure because uh, you'll never gain confidence. So try to go somewhere. If there's a pond, if there's a swimming pool, just go throw it and throw it and throw it and see what it does. See what you think it does. Does it do different than what you thought it would? Take your time. Try to learn a bait every few months. Throw it all you can and just catch some fish and that'll get your confidence up. And then once you've thrown it enough, Move on to the next one. Start one at a time. Make a goal. I'm going to learn this bait. Start with a Ned Rig because they catch the hell out some fish. But, yeah, just pick one and just try to catch fish with it. And then move on to the next one. That's the best I got. I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> well, sweet, man. I'm, I'm uh. I'm still working at trying to learn other other techniques, um, especially with this uh, with this cold weather we're having. You know, I've been trying to work the deep a little more. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Well, we had talked about meeting up on Gunnersville. Wait till the like the the spawn pre spawn come down to Gunnersville. That's right. like equal distance for us. We'll meet up and we'll we'll go slam down there. Are you going up up to the? KBF National Championship? No, no, I didn't. I did no. not fish KBF. I've never fished KBF. Didn't fish it this well, year. 
I wish I had. There's actually a tournament this weekend down on uh, St. John's, which I fished down there a few times. Actually camped this January. I love it down there. I have some friends that live in the area. Great fishing. I, if I didn't have family stuff, I would go ahead and pay my money and go down there and fish and try to get the last spots, but I just can't can't make it. Well, I, I think we should crash the national championship anyways. Just Heck go yeah. up there and catch everybody's fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, Anarchy. I want to go to the national championship and outfish them. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. We'll go there and catch all the fish, and yeah. Yeah, but we're not even in the tournament. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna post up pictures online, like just like instead of Tourney X, I'm just gonna put them on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. No, I I wish I had. I it was just a knucklehead move, not not getting into a national championship. I, I've just never fished KBF. I fish Hobies. This year I'll fish Bassmaster uh, and a lot of local stuff around here, North Alabama and Iron City. But yeah, just never yeah, fished see, it. Wish I would have. See, I I had planned on fishing the I, I think it's the kbf south central uh, uh trail I, I believe it's south central but uh like everything's like four hours away from me so I'm, i was like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that this coming year you know even though i suck at fishing you know i'm i'm gonna do that maybe i'll meet some people and learn some techniques from them and all and have fun with it but thinking about it like more in depth i'm like you know my kids are going to be in sports you know spring springtime this this year you know my daughter was in soccer my son was in t-ball they're both probably going to be doing that again yeah. and so saturdays are pretty much booked and so I, I'm, I'm thinking i'm gonna stick with monthlies and then maybe try to squeeze in a local tournament here and there I, I have a three-year-old he's about to start t-ball this next year he'll be four and man uh, family's that. first I, I i love fishing until he can start going family's first and I, i'm a fish whenever i can uh you know but whether you fish big big stuff small stuff it doesn't matter just go out there and fish wear your life jacket be safe go out there fish have a good time take somebody with you and just try to get better it's what life's all about just trying to better yourself whether it's being a man or or woman or or fishing whatever it is you know whatever it is just trying to get better and improve and you know make them maybe one day cash in big checks like jody queen and big happy gilmore checks <laughs> but even if you don't you know still enjoy what you're doing <laughs> that's that's right but uh yeah man i appreciate you coming on here tonight and giving us all that all that knowledge you got up there yeah, I, well, I got a big head. There's, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I was, I was kind of going shiny that, head. I, 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 I didn't want to be too hard on you. <laughs> no, I, man, we have these new paddling fin hats. They sent me some of them. They don't fit my head. Yep, I have, right uh, here. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I, I wish I could. They just don't. <laughs> they don't fit this dome. All right, man. Well, uh. Everybody, appreciate y'all listening. Check out Dan on Fridays on... Uh, the Real Down. The Real Down. I almost said Final Cast. I don't know. Why. Hey, on The Real Down. Thanks for having me, Ron. I appreciate yeah, it. Man. And again, anybody has any questions, holler at us. Well, everybody, tight lines, smooth paddling. This is Bucky Buckstabber, founder and executive director of the Fly Fishing Collaborative. At the Fly Fishing Collaborative, also known as FFC, we mobilize the fly fishing community, outdoor enthusiasts, and people of goodwill everywhere to create sustainable solutions to poverty and human trafficking. We have many different initiatives to accomplish this goal, but our primary focus is building organic and environmentally friendly aquaponics farms for communities suffering from trafficking because of a lack of resource. If you're interested in funneling your passion for the outdoors to benefit those that need help the most, then visit flyfishingcollaborative.org. Josiah Pleasant, Executive Director of Agathos Village here to specifically invite you to positively impact the vulnerable in Juneau, Alaska in partnership with FFC. 
Bucky and I have been blessed to be a part of transformational impact abroad and are stoked to bring our lessons learned home to serve the marginalized. If it breaks your heart to know that the vulnerable are literally left out in the cold, don't have community, a home, or healthy food, join us to make a tangible impact by donating or making plans to volunteer with us. You can donate at www.flyfishingcollaborative.org and write Alaska in the notes to help us help others. Do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more? Well, now you can. You can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, fin. Or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, fin. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.